Hello, welcome in. Thank you so much for clicking play today on this podcast. I appreciate it. This is the podcast Builder vs. Buyer, and I'm the host, Adam Steiner. This podcast is dedicated to the home building industry, helping buyers and builders um, know a little bit more about the process through advice and education. So today is a neat milestone on the podcast for me. Um, I'll be completely frank and honest here. Most of the guests I've had on so far are either friends or um, just had a, a connection to through the industry. And um, today was the is the first guest where um, I I really started this podcast to. Um, meet new people and find like-minded people in the industry that wanted to help the industry and share their information. So today is the first interview I have where um, really just the relationship originated through the podcast um, and not through other means. Yeah, Steve and I had crossed paths a couple times over the years, but this is the first time we really hung out and um, shared information, sat down and talked. So it was really neat to just, um, start from there and then come to find Steve and I just very like-minded in the industry. And, and he's a guy that feels the same as I do that there's no, it's not rocket science. There's no giant secrets to the home building industry. We can, we can share what we know and we can still run a successful business. We won't lose out to our competitors if, um, people, people find out the information that we know. So yeah, um, without further ado, more blabbing, I will get to the interview with Steve. Hey, welcome in. Um, I'm here with Stephen Frosch. He's the VP of construction for Coutinho and uh, Michael Lee Holmes. Thanks so much for being here, Stephen. Thanks for having me. We are here to talk about some of the upcoming design trends. I've mentioned in the last few episodes of the podcast that I feel like the, the Twin Cities is a good area for it's never a nation leader as far as design trends go. It's not California. It's not Colorado. It's it's not those spaces. But it is, it is a good leader for the Midwest as far as what's what's coming. What's that like? A little bit past that craftsman trend. A little bit past that tr- traditional. Um, so we see a lot of really neat homes built in this area. Um, got a chance to just tour one of yours in the Gateway. Um, loved it. Awesome house. Thank you. Um, yeah. Can you just describe the house for me and just a couple of things that you really, really love about it? Like what was exciting for you in it? Yeah, no, that uh, that was a fun project. Uh, it was our first build out in, in the Gateway in, in Grant, Minnesota. Um, a beautiful, uh, well-preserved uh, horse farm. Uh, it was uh, 165 acres uh, that were developed into five-acre minimum uh, uh, lots. That the, the one that we built there was a 16-acre uh, piece heavily wooded, um, and we built a little over a 4,000 square foot rambler um, with a little bit more of a transitional flair to it, I guess you could say, because uh, yeah. you know, or or we we kind of hear the word or phrase, you know, Minnesota modern, um, mm-hmm. because yep. it's not really you know modern, but where there's touches in there that you know bring some traditional elements into it, and then some more. Uh, of what we're seeing with cleaner lines, and that's kind of where that you know is is going. So it has uh, black uh, Anderson uh, 100 series windows in it, um, but it's you know flat casing throughout, so the the yeah. trim and millwork doesn't have as much you know detail. It's just very clean lined, um, you know white walls um, throughout the main level, which really you know let that black. Uh, window set really pop nicely um, and you get these gorgeous views um, so we have a 
big wall, you know, of those windows in the great room, you know, uh, those are seven foot by six foot windows. Uh, and we have four of them stacked across the back. So you get, just get a big natural light coming in and the views of, you know, great landscape out there. Um, but kind of an open, you know, open floor plan. We're seeing a lot more of that, you know, where uh, spaces can kind of meld together. Um, and it can be different for, you know, every buyer, every family is slightly different in how they use the space. Yeah. Um, but there's still traditional elements in there. There's some arches in there. Um, you know, there's still crown molding and some beadboard ceilings, and uh, the beams in the great room have a, a larger beadboard set uh, between the buildings or the beams and the ceiling there. So, yeah, um, some traditional elements, but just how they're finished and and you know, kind of that tone on tone colors palette that's out there, um, really kind of give it a more updated you know look and feel than you know a traditional element that would be in a, a stain grade or or. Uh, something of that nature so yeah one thing I really loved in walking it was yes it's an open floor plan and and that's not groundbreaking just about everybody's trying to get there but you guys did a really really great job of keeping the plan open and still making every space feel unique you did a lot of ceiling height variety like you mentioned the arches Um, it just was a nice touch to really separate those rooms Um, two things I absolutely loved on the floor plan was the keeping room off the kitchen, like that that sitting area. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, it was um, traditionally where you'd see like a breakfast nook. Yep. But you guys staged it as more of a living sitting area. And like you had a room for a dining table next to the great room. Um, it just really, I, I could really picture living there and hanging out there every morning. Like it was awesome. The other thing that I also mentioned in the podcast was um, your, the prep kitchen area. Are you seeing a lot of that in the in newer floor plans? Yeah, we're seeing you know a step further. Um, whether it's a you know prep area, a butler's pantry, or or just a really robust you know walk-in pantry. You know, um, mm. it's kind of getting to be uh, another thing that we're seeing more and more common. Um, people willing to take that extra step than just having a walk-in pantry. You know, let's say with just some wire shelving in it. You know really putting base cabinets in there and actually a solid surface countertop or, you know, a wood top um, and having uh, more of the kitchen feel into that space um, and making it bigger. You know, you can't just throw in cabinets and, and now all of a sudden it fits, you know. Right, so, right. Um, and just some, some more storage. And, and frankly, you know, obviously times are, are different, you know. Having the ability to store more goods on hand, you know, um, is something that people definitely, uh, you know, can stock up. And if they're stuck at home for a little bit of period, like we've experienced this year, uh, they can they can handle it, you know. Yeah. So, um, and it's not just, you know, busting at the seams, you know. So um, definitely seeing some more uh, kind of creative ways with floating shelves in those spaces and, and just something that was normally put a door on it, neglected, kind of like it was a function item only and didn't have any style or flair um, we're seeing all ranges all the way down, you know, through our Michael Lee brand, people putting, you know, space and focus in it. You know, yeah. um, we have a project going right now for a client that actually if, uh, on the Michael Lee side um, that actually has more cabinets in their butler's pantry than the kitchen has. <laughs> wow. So, again, just that just, you know, enhancement in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's out of the way. It's out of sight, out of mind. The kitchen is much clean, you know, cleaner lines. It is, um, yeah. and, and you don't have to worry about trying to shove extra cabinets in there for storage because you have it in another space 
uh, as well. So just mm-hmm. a, a evolution of you know how we're seeing trends and things change. You know, um, we all thought you know yellow oak uh, on everything was a good idea at one point, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's obviously phased itself out. And you know we don't know what the next thing's going to be, but everything's really going a little more clean lines. Um, definitely lighter and brighter on the color palettes, and then a, a you know a splash of color here and there. Um, but but you're not seeing whole houses going with some real dark uh, colors on the inside. Everything's kind of open area right now. Is is the overall you know market? Yeah. Um, what's something in your homes or in that home specifically um, that when walking through a client may not necessarily notice? A mechanical system, something structural you guys do. Um, is there is there something like exciting that um, people should be thinking about or you know um, researching? You know, I, I, there's not. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think anything we're doing is earth shattering. But I think there's definitely a lot of stuff that we do um, very well. You know, um, when it comes to you know energy efficiency and performance. Um, that house uh, rated out at a, a 46 on the HER scale. Wow, yeah, that's um, really good. So there's good performance there without really going crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just taking you know regular steps, you know our standards, you know using from looking at the building envelope, you know all the way through from what are we using for sheathing, what are we using for house wrap, um, all of those factors you know make a difference. Um, how are we installing our windows? What type of flashing are we using? I mean, these are all things that sometimes can get overlooked. And well, that one's you know a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, but does it perform the same way, right? Like, right. and so we use a you know Dupont's Tyvek system, top to bottom. Um, oh, really? Okay. Um, so everything has Tyvek through the um, tape flashing everything. Um, yeah. So that has always performed very well for us. Um, we have done uh, definitely. Um, experimenting more with some houses right now under construction, not that particular one, um, with continuous insulation. Um, so zip wall, zip type R is, has been a good product that we have found. Um, it's it's definitely, um, there's a little more cost to it, but yeah, there is. Um, stopping that thermal bridging, it, you know, it we see a better performance in that product. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something I think will become ultimately mainstream. Yeah. We just got to get that cost down. More, more production out there, you know, will help lower the cost of it and competition. Now you're seeing other brands get into that market too. Yeah. Um, so that definitely, at the end of the day, it's our job as a builder to put together a good product. Homeowners aren't going to get into the nitty gritty like they used to. They expect us to figure that out for them and mm-hmm. put together a good product. Interesting. Yeah. Um, they just don't want it to show up, and they'll tell you if they're sitting in that you know little breakfast nook, and it's drafty mm-hmm. in a January day, right? Yeah. Like that's when you'll find out. Oh, geez, we didn't think about this all the way through, right? Yeah. So. Um, spray foam applications for insulation, you know, what are we using for our heating systems? Like all of those, they're all factors that come into it um, to build an overall comfort, you know, is, is what it is for the home. So mm-hmm. um, homeowners are ultimately going to be gravitated towards the, the shiny, sexy things. You know, what is the new countertops? What are the, that's what's fun. You know, it's all the lipstick, you know. Yeah. Um, but the actual building and the performance, that's our job. You know, mm-hmm. and we've got to we've got to make sure that uh, we deliver on that. So, we basically, you know, one of the common things that we 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 talk about is, 
you know, uh, if we wouldn't accept it on our own house, don't for a client, right? So yeah. if I don't believe, and I built this last year, if I wouldn't use it on my own home, I use Zip System on my home for sheathing. And, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons, but I definitely believe in that system. I use it on my own house. So yeah. then we should use it on our clients' houses. We wouldn't flip around and go, oh, let's use this cheaper material. No. Mm. Use what we believe in, top to bottom. Um, yeah. So Tyvek, we use top to bottom all the way down to, you know, our, our $400,000, you know, price point homes and, mm -hmm. and even just underneath there. Um, and it's really easy to see. Yeah, and Tyvek's pretty pretty proven it's been around it's a proven hour, product yeah. you know and that's just one example right mm -hmm. you know um, but that's just something as an example of one thing that gets overlooked right because right everybody looks at well, you know what are the outside was it hardy on there you know what it, again the, what I kind of call is the lipstick you know mm -hmm. it's it's the pretty things now there are other things that perform better than others in those categories too but um, the performance of the home has to be something we focus on, uh, especially in our climates. We have hot of hot and cold of cold, you yeah. know, so uh, definitely something that we, we take steps in and try new products that, you know, are new to the market and sometimes they're not great, and, but a lot of times with enough research and thought put behind it and, and expertise from building in, in the, you know, industry for over 50 years, we can see train wrecks before they happen a little uh -huh. bit, you know, and it's not to say they don't happen, but when they do, you, f you fix it, yeah. you know, and that's what you got to be willing to do, you know, um, and it's never a homeowner's fault if a new product they're trying doesn't do what we expect it to do, you mm -hmm. know, we got to, we got to fix it and make it right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's a really good segue because um, the other builders I've had on this podcast, and a big goal in the podcast is to bring both sides together um, and really help builders get a face out there and like most of the builders I know like you are good guys trying to make an honest living like what do you I don't think builders have that perception with people though what do you think what do you wish your clients knew about you as a company or about the building industry that you think is a misconception out there well I think there's a misconception out there from from buyers from you know municipalities cities counties everybody a part of the whole process that or Scrooge McDuck over here and just, you know, sitting on a pile of cash and we're the one making yeah. all, all, all the money, which creates the, the animosity to, to that people think that, well, it's, you know, let's say it's a, you know, $450,000 house that, you know, oh my gosh, you know, the builder's got to be making a killing on that. And it's like, well, no, we, we are in business to, you know, definitely make money, but we try and do an, an honest, you know, living. Right. Um, there are so many factors that unfortunately are driving up the costs of building a new home um, mm -hmm. and it starts from the beginning with land acquisition to fees that go into that you know city fees uh, unfortunately keep expanding and going up because there's more infrastructure that cities are demanding and, and again and homeowners want the nice parks and the nice so yeah they have to find ways to pay for those things so um, that drives up the cost so now you look in the metro and you're a hundred thousand dollars all day long for an average lot, you know. Right. Now we got to go buy a ten to fifteen thousand dollar building permit on that, you know. So there's just inherent costs before we've done anything. It's just mm -hmm. a piece of dirt. We yeah. haven't we haven't built anything. We haven't done anything, and then we get into obviously the actual goods themselves, and they keep going up. You know, um, supply and demand on a lot of those things drives the costs up. So it, it's. It's it's not that we're trying to just keep making that you know that that American dream of owning a home not attainable. I would love to be able to build something at a you know less expensive price point too, 
but still not compromising what we're building. We still want to build right. a good product, quality product that we can be proud of um, and that stands up the test of time. I don't want to build something that's gone in 20 years or 30 years or is falling apart because we had to cheapen up the materials to get the cost down. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a struggle and a balance, and and I get the homeowner's point of view, right? Like it's, you know, it's it's hard to watch, you know, HGTV and see, mm-hmm. you know, Chip and Joe. I mean, like, yeah, they got some beautiful stuff, but. <laughs> It's different market, different deals, you know. Yeah, what you can um, buy in Waco is absurd. It, it's totally different, you <laughs> it's know. It's very unfair. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and it, it, it unfortunately, a lot of these shows and stuff are, are great because I watch them, right? They're exciting, mm-hmm. they're fun, um, but when you look at them, every market's different. So yeah. you look at something like Waco, yeah, it, it's not even close to the same market. Like, you're, you're, you're picking up stuff that we can't even af- afford to do the same thing, mm-hmm. and you're in a totally different climate. You know, they have to worry about stuff like bugs and pests and termites, you know, so there's other things that they have to put into their homes for pest, you know, repellent uh, and control. And then they're all AC-driven. There's no heat, you know, structure. It's minimal, you know. Yeah. We come here into the Midwest, especially in Minnesota, and we go, hey, we're going to throw every climate possible at you, you know, at different points of the year, yep. you know, and your home better perform, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we have to build homes that are adaptable to all of that. Um, and inherently there's more cost to doing that, you know. So, um, and our homes are getting better. I mean, we're getting more energy efficient. You know, those are things that are we shouldn't apologize for. That's good as, a, as an industry. It's good for everybody to be, you know, less of a footprint out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a cost to doing that, you know. Yeah. So, um, so you know, that's. Pro- I mean, I, w- I would hope buyers could definitely understand and see it. And most of the time, when we're able to sit down and actually educate and go through that, you can see where the roadmap is, you know, yeah. um, and what's driving that up. Um, there's a lot of things outside of our control, as you know, that that does that. Um, but you know, we still want people to be happy with the home they're getting and not have to compromise to get there, you mm-hmm. know, um, and nor should anybody. If you're going to be buying, you know, the single biggest investment uh, of your life, you should be thrilled to be doing it and get everything that you, you want, yeah. you know, and, and not feel like, oh my gosh, this is a sinkhole. I'm, I'm going to have to keep putting money into it to keep it going. Like, no, it should perform, you mm-hmm. know, um, and that furnace shouldn't crap out in two years, you know, mm-hmm. and that it's a new home. Not only do you get a, a warranty with it, uh, um, but it should la- outlast the warranty. The warranty is basically saying this is the minimum that that should run, you know, right. but the product should perform better than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Good answer. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. So, Steve, where can people find you? What are you up to? We're right around the corner from the fall parade. Um, yes. You guys have five coming up in that. Yes. Yeah, so we have five homes in the Parade of Homes, uh, one for Coutinho, uh, that model in, in Grant uh, at the Gateway. So that will be available coming up uh, the weekend after Labor Day um, for four weekends. Um, it will be Saturday and Sunday for the first weekend after Labor Day and then Thursday through Sunday the following three weekends. Um, and so we have uh, uh, one for Coutinho there and then we have a couple models for Michael Lee, uh, two down in Cottage Grove in two different neighborhoods. Uh, Parkview Point and Ravine Meadows, and then in, two in Lake Elmo in two different neighborhoods, Lake Ridge Crossing and Easton Village, um, spanning from low 400s up until the 600s um, for Michael Lee, so showing a variety of different product and, and sizes yeah. um, and, and lots and a lot of different things there. Um, and then also 
we will have uh, artisan home tour house, a separate house that uh, we have not uh, been able to show yet. That one will be on the first weekend in October oh, awesome. after the Parade of Homes, and that'll be for two weekends. I gotta get out and um, see that. And that'll be back in the Gateway neighborhood. Okay, um, cool. That one is a really cool, um, you know, story and a half design with a bonus room over the garage, golf simulator, um, phantom screen porch, kind of some more fun, yeah. um, fun items that are you know specific for some, some clients that were great to work with. Um, and definitely finished off really well, and it's nestled, you know, on a beautiful lot out there, you know, uh, in the Gateway, which has been just a, a beautiful looking, you know, uh, neighborhood for us. Yeah, the lots are. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Uh, there's nothing there. to apologize yeah. for. I mean, it's, it's a great <laughs> piece, um, and a great location. You know, yeah. um, you're you're right out in north of 36, um, and it's easy to get in and out of town. You know, mm-hmm. so. Normally, to get something like that, you've got to be driving out of town a little bit. So, um, yeah. kind of a nice piece that was preserved. So, yeah, we're excited for the fall parade um, to showcase those uh, those models, uh, as well as on the Arson Home Tour. And that will kind of finish off the year for what we have for, for tour homes. Um, and then we'll still have our models open on the weekends. Um, every weekend will be open on, on Saturday and Sunday. Ever you know all year round you yeah. know yeah. Um, we'll have models open in, in those neighborhoods and then uh, what's your website you guys on social I'll put yes. all this in the show notes yes by the way, a- so. absolutely so uh, Michael Lee Holmes would be at michaelleeinc.com um, and then on Instagram and Facebook at Michael Lee Holmes um, those are kind of the two main platforms that we use and then same thing for Coutinho um, it's coutiniahomes.com. Um, or just Coutinho on um, Instagram at Coutinho, K-O-O-T-E-N-I-A, or Coutinho Homes on Facebook. Um, Instagram and Facebook are kind of the two main platforms. We do update stories weekly on progress of stuff that's going on, um, try and give an insight of why we do what we do, um, you know, so that there's a little more explanation so that people can can get that. Yeah. Um, and not just like, here's a pretty picture. Mm-hmm. Pretty pictures are fun, and there's plenty of those too, but uh, more, you know, along the way, here's what we're using material-wise, here's why we install it this way, here's what we've learned from that, um, so that there's a little more education involved there so that uh, we're here to try and elevate everything. Um, yeah, and, that's and, really great. And help people out on it. I mean, um, I, it doesn't matter. We want to overall see the industry do better. Mm-hmm. And there's ways other guys are doing it. There's some great guys on Instagram. Uh, there's a great following in that community that share information back and forth. And Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. That's what we should be doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see, see your homes coming up. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that wraps up my interview with Steve. If you enjoyed it, please reach out to us. I will put his links in the show notes, as I mentioned. Um, If you would like to get a hold of me, you can as well. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Facebook and Instagram, it's at Burnham Design Co. That's uh, B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. And then LinkedIn is just my name, Adam Steiner, S-T-E-I-N-E-R. As always, thank you so much for listening. Smash that subscribe button. And thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music.